0: You're listening to the Brenton on Tour Travelcast With special co-host and four-time Olympian, Mercedes Nickel yeah! Brought to you by people who travel People who love to travel And all things travel
1: it's two dollars and a Casio. After, After two
0: podcasts, podcast, you're probably, probably getting a better idea, idea who he is. What but is his co host Mercedes is way cooler, way cooler than him any day. That might not be what you want to hear. Damn! So keep packing your oversized carry on. Stop clapping and standing when the plane
1: lands. Stupid idiots! And direct your attention to your travel cast cruise directors. Now, here then. Now, here, Dave. Prepare the blast off. Ready, blast off. Knife switch. Main switch on. Here's Mercedes MPD.
0: Ah, travel assholes. Mercedes?
2: <laughs> so many of them out there. So
0: many of them out there. Welcome my friends. Episode two of the travel cast with my co-host. The great Mercedes Nickel. How are you, dear?
2: I'm, just, I'm great. Thank you for asking. How are you?
0: I got some slow jams going in the background with some jazzy slow jams.
2: Nothing wrong with that.
0: No. So things are good. Um, and I just, you know, just kind of chilling. I've been traveling a lot last year. You know, I did seven months out. How much did you do last year?
2: Uh, not as much as normal. Well, that's not true. I did like a month tour. <laughs> I, I can't remember.
0: But you travel from Whistler to Vancouver.
2: Oh, they, does that consider travel? That's travel.
0: That's that could be three hours <laughs> of your life. That's sad travel. That's could be three hours of your life, but <laughs> yeah, it's good to be relaxed for a bit. I mean, I uh, I'm, I just finished up in Europe again, but um, it, it was just a, a one month or a five week run, so it was it was cool. But um, yeah, I'm just kind of hanging in. And one of the articles that uh, I wrote. DeanBlundell.com Our good friend Dean Mm -hmm. uh, Who hosts this podcast As well as uh, Some other people Soon Including our My co-host here Soon to be uh, With her podcast Mm -hmm. Travel Assholes
2: Yeah I think I I read your blog And um, I I think I've been One of them
0: You have been One of them (laughs) You have been a travel <laughs> asshole.
2: Well, let's yeah. k- let's.
0: Well, we I've all- been traveling
2: for a long time. You know, you start off. I think everyone kind of starts off as a travel asshole, and then they learn the ways. Am I
0: right? Real? Well, okay. So, shortly, we're going to be joined by a gentleman named Paul, who travels around the world and writes for magazines and does all these different things. He's a travel writer. He touches on. But new travelers a little bit, so you get a pass if you've never been on a plane before, but you only get a pass once.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: You only get a pass I think once, that's fair. and then after that, it's your job to learn how not to be a travel asshole. Mm-hmm. So you said you were an asshole. Mm-hmm. Before we get into the article, define.
2: Oh, it's somewhere in the article. Oh, okay. That's. I'll. I'll just like let you know which one I think. Like I you'll
0: did. just ring a bell. Yeah. And it'll be like ding ding. And You're like
2: mm, Mercedes did that.
0: Amongst other things, yeah, right. You must be surrounded by assholes all the time, <laughs> not just you know travel assholes, but there's people that do stupid shit, and that's a whole other article. But travel assholes is the theme of the day.
2: Yes, it is.
0: Which travel asshole are you? I I I wrote I wrote something a little while ago called Coffee Asshole, and that started a ruckus because people were like, wait. Yeah, I guess I am a bit of a coffee asshole. So this should start some conversation with some people. Travel asshole. Tell me first and foremost, do you enjoy travel?
2: I do. I love traveling.
0: Do you enjoy being a seasoned traveler now that you've been through the shits and you know how to travel properly? Or are you, you know, does that define you now? Are you that travel?
2: Um, I, I do like being a seasoned traveler, but the one thing that in um, being a snowboarder is traveling with a snowboard bag is probably the biggest pain in my butt.
0: It's giant luggage.
2: Luggage is it's so no, nice. There's to go. no
0: way to not.
2: It's nice to go with like one bag.
0: Can you not create something like go on one of those Shark Tank Dragons Den shows and create some kind of like, <laughs> like mini, a, <laughs> like mini travel thing? You've traveled a fold-up
2: snowboard. I don't yes. think so. Not really. No, it would not work.
0: Well, there's your idea. Can we create something? No. No. Travel assholes. All right. So the the thing is about the travel asshole that that for me it, there's different definitions of this of these people. There's the people that like the discount air. There's people that do all the different things. The first point that I made in the article was, you know, the travel asshole who is trying to save a shit ton of money by flying discount air.
2: I think that's been me. <laughs> We're already
0: ringing the bell. Oh, yeah. Now, let's keep in mind that I I am not against discount air. I fly Allegiant down to down to the states in Europe it's almost exclusively discount air. Flybe, Ryanair, all these are uh, that's not
2: but sometimes you don't know, like sometimes if you're going on EasyJet or whatever it is in Europe, right. they're like, ding, here's another fee for your bag. Oh, you have a carry-on? Ding, ding, ding. And sometimes you don't know.
0: Well, and the problem is- I'm a,
2: I am that, I was that travel asshole. I- Especially with my board bag.
0: I will <laughs> fly it. I will fly, well, you must have paid tons in fees. I but don't want to talk about it. I will fly, I will fly it. But the issue is more the people who buy it and don't read the fine print. This, my friend, can hold you up in an in a in a in a, in a like a airport. Yeah. In a queue for days, especially if you've got a giant snowboard bag.
2: I am that person. <laughs> and then I'm arguing at the counter being like, "I don't want to pay 800 Swiss francs for my board bag."
0: But ma'am, it's did you really not 80. check? The, did you not check the fine print, ma'am?
2: No, because I travel so much, sometimes I don't always read the fine print. <laughs>
0: So we can basically end this discussion now. You the first point. I thought you'd make it to three points before no, we had to I ring know. the bell.
2: I'm sorry. Why
0: don't you read the fine print?
2: Cuz I'm in a rush and I just you don't think about it, you know? You're just like, "Ooh, got a good deal, booking it." You know like we like as the snowboarders, sometimes you don't know if it's snowing somewhere, if the contest is going to be canceled, so you book last minute. It's already ridiculously expensive, and then you're just like Okay, ding me for my board bag. Why don't you just take all my money?
0: So then you you just line up and make the rest of us wait.
2: It's really like not that long. I'm 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 considerate to the other people behind me, so I'm not the full-on travel asshole. And you've argued,
0: you've argued for.
2: I think I just get like really mad internally, and I'm just like, take my credit card.
0: Ugh. Are you mad at yourself?
2: Yes, because I didn't read the fine print. Okay, moving on. (laughs) <laughs> I'm mad right now.
0: <laughs> You're not flying this. I,
2: I already paid extra baggage fees for my next flight.
0: Okay. Good for you. You're I'm welcome. not. Listen, some people can't afford it. I get it. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, you know, I fly as cheap. Let's not. Let's not. You know, I Discount air is great when it works. When it works. When it works.
2: Don't be the asshole. Okay. Noted. But
0: that doesn't redefine print.
2: Copy that, copy that. Moving on, moving on.
0: Right, Mercedes. Yeah. Right. So, well, it's kind of like, you know, there's the whole thing with like, not, you know, like trying to save 50 bucks, but then having to pay 400 bucks at at the desk. So we've covered that. We're going to just make sure that like. Just
2: read the fine print, know what you're getting into, know how many bags you can check in. Also, now some flights seem to charge for hand, extra handbags. Things are changing.
0: No. Or at least get in front of the line of the person with the giant snowboard bag <laughs> that didn't read the fact for it. Next. Right. Next. We're going to talk about checked baggage in the overhead. Surely you've seen this dick that comes through and has... The biggest heat like the giantest bag possible and tries to fit it overhead and then gets told by the by the flight attendant that it won't fit so you're gonna have to put it under your seat or ma'am mm. and then a giant argument ensues right beside me every single time really every single time oh, God. because you know they tried to and th- there's two people at fault here there's the one that let them in to begin with okay <laughs> right because, I don't know about you, but and half the time, you know, you get this announcement. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, tonight's flight is extremely full.
2: Yes. If you would like to volunteer.
0: your to, to check your bag. For free. Right. <laughs> Just leave it with the desk and we'll check it for you.
2: I do that. I do that a lot.
0: I do it too. And no one really does. There's a lot of people that don't. So then they bring it in and it's bigger than what they actually checked
2: true story and
0: they try to put it so have you had this experience before
2: not not really like people verbally yelling at the stewardess but I just feel bad for the stewardess I mean a they're not getting paid at that moment in time they only get paid when the door closes remember that what decks? I mean, People. that is some research right there. That's I think I read research. something about I've got that.
0: flight attendants in my life. I'll have to double check with them because pr- that's that's doubling down on on travel, they're, asshole. They're just
2: being kind. They're
0: just being they're kind. They're just
2: trying to help, and and you're being an asshole trying to fit a bag that doesn't fit. Just put it at your feet. You're tall? That's your own fault. I'm short.
0: <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> or or uh, prep properly.
2: Think ahead. But the one time we... Uh, I'll just go back when you said... Um, Volunteer to have your bag checked. I did that once and I was very nice about it It was my only bag that I had going to Cuba from Vancouver and I went a week in Cuba with no bag
0: How did you do that? How was that?
2: It was terrible. I literally was in a bikini the whole time And then I got like a t-shirt from like the one store at the hotel and made that into a dress what, and did, had a sarong. What did the t-shirt say? I, I she, love Cuba. I love Cuba. Obviously. <laughs> I love Cuba, but the, that one guy I do not love that made me check my bag.
0: Uh, for the record, for our American listeners, we Canadians get to go to Cuba. So, oh. we go down there a lot. <laughs> That's, That's right. Nuts. We go down there a lot and uh, buy cheap shirts that say I love Cuba and And ride, make them into dresses. Them into no dresses. big deal. That's very nice. You did really well. Uh, so, one of the things that, uh, uh, do you rent cars a lot when you go? I try not to. Or is it just, you know, is it so luxurious oh, at, no, I team, take the train. at Team Canada that they do. No, it's so ghetto around? that we don't
2: have that. <laughs> Canadian athlete, I always have to stress that. There's no funding.
0: <laughs> it's not SUVs, it's Chevette's?
2: It's, it's more like get on the train, figure it out for yourself.
0: Gotcha. Well, t- goals, everybody. Mm-hmm. Goals. Mm-hmm. If you make the Olympics, you may just... To, to take a train. <laughs> <laughs> you may just get to take a train. Oh, yeah.
2: Sometimes it's faster, though.
0: Well, you know, I, I mean, there's so many assholes. There's assholes with rental cars, you know, that holds you up. There's the, the...
2: I feel like all of these assholes are in lines. Like, they're, they're already agitated because they've stood in line and then they have to pay more and then they've stood in line to get their luggage on the overhead and now they're standing in a line at the rental car Hmm. there's that
0: and then there's also like the Travago guy and there's all that stuff to you know i think a lot of people don't understand like i let's
2: blame the Travago. guy well you
0: know he doesn't the actor it's his fault iron his shirts so (laughs) (laughs) you know there's one job he's got to do but the issue is more uh, I, I use Hotels.com a lot. I mean, I use it when I'm booking my own travel because I'll, I'll try to find a real good deal. Like, I'm not afraid to, you know, I'm Canadian. I got to find a deal, eh? We got to find as best deal as we can. <laughs> but a lot of people don't understand that when you book on, say, Marriott.com or you go on the Fairmont.com or if you go on the, the Super8.com or you go wherever, Holiday and wherever you're staying, yeah, you generally can get the same deal that you're getting from Hotels.com. It's their job to kind of wrangle them together. Trivago.com. So I'm just saying, when you just be conscious of the fact that when you're in front of me in line checking into a hotel and you booked through hotels.com and they won't give you your holiday endpoints.
2: <laughs> well, that's just stupid.
0: You're costing me time because I get my holiday endpoints. I'm just saying, it's all about okay. The you know
2: what? Maybe. You just need to travel more and get every status card so you don't have to stand in line Well, I've got
0: all the status cards, so I just keep doing it. But there's a great scene in that movie Up in the Air. you ever seen a movie Up in the Air with George Clooney?
2: I don't know that I have. So he
0: flies all over the world for business. It's a great, I'm going to reference it a lot because it's a great travel movie. It's all about the points.
2: It is all about the points. And it's all about the points. and so it's Then all you get about in the, the lounge.
0: And everyone gets all pissed off when you walk in front of them. That, I love that shit.
2: I love it, too. Because I've lost like my status.
0: You've got to... It's devastating. You've, <laughs> can you not flash the Canadian card there?
2: What Canadian card?
0: <laughs> well, you know, when you get off the train.
2: Oh, yes, can, sorry. Can you look at my Olympic rings ring? <laughs> Don't you know that, who I am? Can you go on... I would never do that.
0: Can you... <laughs> Can you can you Google my name? And
2: oh can, my God! No 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 can no I no. Get
0: like extra breakfast. No? Please
2: don't Google me. Please don't <laughs> don't do any of that.
0: But just we're just it's a lot of the travel asshole stuff is about prep. So we want to tell people. You can avoid being a travel asshole if you just prep a little bit more because you're holding us non-travel asshole. I'm a travel asshole because I'm just an asshole now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but uh, t- you know you could just prep and you know I guess also don't. Don't don't stand up on the plane when it lands and stop clapping.
2: And start clapping? Stop clapping. Oh, st- oh people like legit clap when- stop clapping. Like there's no reason to clap. Like poke your head
0: in, like when you see the pilot and be like, that was awesome, thanks for getting us here. But what are I you clapping for?
2: I don't know. I was always so confused when people started clapping. I'm like, is this our first flight? Um, do they not know that's what's supposed to happen? Well... <sighs> like not the clapping, but the landing. You're supposed to land.
0: You do, safely, <laughs> you do land. Uh, I mean, you can thank your flight attendant during the flight. You're doing a great job, but the clap is the clap, the stand up clap combo is real bad. No, oh, like I'm standing up. I don't
2: think up, I've ever seen the stand up and clap.
0: Oh, uh, it's quite something to see.
2: Hmm, maybe it happens in towns like Wyoming. I'm just trying to be positive for these new flyers. Just
0: it happens in small towns. <laughs> we went they on totally one of those. Their towns. We went on one of those planes, <laughs> and it landed. It was great. Oh, so,
2: bless their hearts.
0: It's new travelers get a pass. I told you this. But if you've flown once, now here's the problem. Have you
2: ever clapped, though? Have you ever joined in I clapping? I've never
0: clapped on a plane, I have. ever. I've
2: totally joined in.
0: To do what? Sing I don't a know. Song? I just,
2: everyone was doing it, and I joined in. You never know what you're going to do.
0: Is this how you tried alcohol for well, the first time? N-
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, we actually had a flight going into Costa Rica, and we went to to land, and we had to swoop back up. And we did that twice, and then we landed in Nicaragua, and then we kind of all clapped because we're like we're alive.
0: Okay, so there's the alive clap. <laughs> that's that's a different. You get a free pass for the alive, you know, clap. But the issue is more like, if you're flying from Calgary to Edmonton,
2: there's no reason to clap.
0: <sighs> no, I mean, outside of, I, I guess for
2: is that like considered the nice asshole? A nice travel asshole because they're clapping like they're not.
0: No, you're being an asshole you're, because
2: <laughs> you're disturbing. It's just
0: disturbing my, my ears. That's right. I'm trying to finish this movie,
2: you know. Oh my god!
0: And you're disturbing. Uh, you're disturbing me.
2: Oh, I love it. Okay, that's
0: crazy. So you 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 wanted to touch on something that I missed in this article?
2: Yeah, and I'm so surprised that it wasn't in here.
0: Well, I'm not very bright.
2: A lot. I mean, I'm no
0: and I'm no journalist, as we can tell.
2: You know what, though, you probably don't always have a lot of luggage.
0: Well, I have people carry it on their back for me. Oh,
2: I'm. Well, I don't. Canadian athlete carrying her own luggage.
0: That's right. Well, you should get somebody to carry it on your back for you.
2: Oh, perfect. Yeah. I thought it
0: came. I thought it came with your. Um. If
2: there's anyone listening, could you just carry, come with me everywhere and carry my bags for me, please? And thank you.
0: Yeah, it's quite a great thing. You get it with Holiday Inn status.
2: <laughs> okay, so the thing is, you're standing at the carousel. There is a, a line. There's like a line around the carousel where not to stand. And everyone's inside that line at the front of the carousel, just waiting for their bags. And you're just, if, you, if your bag comes up, you, you, they're all assholes because they're in your way.
0: Totally in your way.
2: Like, what's going to happen? Hopefully you fall on said carousel and, like, graze your face because you're just an asshole.
0: Well... I'm passionate about this one. And here's the thing. It all comes about... Like, everyone's travel experience would be so much better if they just had a little bit of patience. Now, I understand anxiety. I understand not wanting to fly or all the rest of it that, you know, it's your first time flying or you just... You're not a good flyer. I get all that. Everyone has to deal with shit in their own way Mm -hmm. but patience people if people adopted like the plane has landed Mm -hmm. it's okay to be the last person off the plane because we're all going to the same carousel standing behind all those assholes that you talk about waiting for our luggage at the same time running is not going to solve it running to the carousel is only going to add stress to your day or your spouse's day to get
2: right there where it's coming out and then yours is probably coming out last anyways totally so just stand, by, take five steps to 10 steps back and assess the situation. You can see all, everything from back there.
0: You could take a picture of your luggage before you check it, on your phone, and while you're on the plane, you could show your bag to people and see if they'll get it for you.
2: Oh, you're then you're a travel asshole. Yeah,
0: well I'd be like, do you mind getting my bag? I'm just gonna be over here sitting down. <laughs> No, just
2: just send that to the person standing at the front of the carousel. So since you're here, here's my bag. That's right. You get it when it comes out. You get
0: it when it comes out. If you're
2: so eager to stand right there.
0: (laughs) This is a great idea. Anyone listening, we've just come up with a great new idea. That's winning. That's right. That's what happens when you listen to this quality programming. Just
2: be a travel asshole right back at them. Well, just learn something.
0: (laughs) So earlier today, I had an opportunity to interview Paul. So Paul has a great podcast called the Paul cast, and Paul travels all over the world doing food and travel uh, and he interviews people all over this fine planet and when I said to him, "Hey, check out the you know check out the the, the article and he writes he's a real writer <laughs> so you know, Legit. I said when you're done criticizing my grammar." What do you got to add to the mix? So he joined me today for a couple of minutes. This is what we talked about. All right. So on the line, Mr. Paul Feinstein. How you doing, sir?
1: I'm doing great. How are you, Brent?
0: I'm good, man. Uh, as we thought, we would do a little review today, Mercedes and myself, about you know travel assholes around the world. No one travels more than you. I don't believe I travel. Well, maybe, a maybe,
1: maybe you. You travel maybe more than I, I do. I but- could,
0: I do try quite a lot and so does Mercedes, but, um, you know, we're all out there, uh, discovering different kinds of people doing idiotic things as we travel around this planet of ours. Uh, one that, uh, can have a certain amount of frustration and some humor that adds to your day. Now, before we get going, why don't we tell the, uh, the faithful here, which, uh, what Mr. Paul Feinstein's all about. You got a blog on Dean com. You travel around the world, writing about it. Uh, Give us a little bit of a once over on you and then we'll get going.
1: Uh, yeah. So I am a food and travel writer. Uh, I'm a freelancer. So I write for a lot of major publications. Um, I do a lot of articles for travel and leisure. Um, I do big, like big city travel guides for voters, travel guides, so both in print and online. And then I write articles for a variety of other publications. Um, like culture trip, which is out of London, uh lonely planet. I'm sure you've heard of, um, and a lot of food sites, like my recipes and food and wine and stuff like that. Um, and then, yeah, I have my own, uh, my own website. So that's my own blog as well. And you can find me on all platforms at Mr. Paul Feinstein.
0: So traveling this fine planet of ours, uh, <laughs> there's, uh, Options, you know, you've got to. Yeah. If you got some money, you get to fly a little bit more comfortable than others. If you are trying to keep it lean, you've got some discount air. They all come with an assortment of, you know, uh, hilarity to some point because someone's going to complain about something all the time. Someone's going to be, you know, no one's going to be happy, even if they're flying business. There's just, it's just the nature of the thing. So, one of the articles that I wrote uh, on DeanBlundell.com was about travel assholes. And I want to touch a bit on that. I know that you did give, the, uh, give the, uh, gave the article a little bit of a once over. So I want you to add to the mix what I missed because Mercedes and I have been talking about it for, you know, half an hour or so about the different people we're encountering. But I want to know who you're encountering and who we haven't talked about yet.
1: OK, so a few things. Uh, obviously, you touched on some really important ones and you, you kind of got into um, a few others that I also want to sort of elaborate on a little bit. Um, you You gave a once over on first time flyers. Uh, I think the, the biggest issue with first time flyers is from like uh, it, it's from start to finish on the entire process. It's not just um, not understanding how tickets work or going to a kiosk or understanding that there are baggage fees if you don't check in on time, but it's also not understanding how metal works in a, in a metal detector and going through security. <laughs> it's not understanding, how an overhead bin works versus the, uh, the seat you know in front of you and what can actually fit there. It's not understanding the armrest etiquette. It's not understanding uh, when you stand up at the end of a flight, when you put your seatbelt on, how you put your seatbelt on. I mean, everything a first-time flyer is just – it's insane that that still exists, considering that there are 100,000 flights that go up and down every single day. Um, that's a real number, by the way. Uh, and I just don't understand it anyway. So that's, I don't really think they're assholes. They're just, it's just more, it's more like seeing, you know, like a dodo bird in the wild. Like I didn't, I thought you were extinct. I did not. I'm you with you. Exist. I
0: didn't know that it existed that, I mean, I guess it does exist for people that don't, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I was late to flying. I really didn't start traveling till I'm, mean, if I want to be, you know, like maybe 20 years ago, but. But it's just one of those things. Like I, my kids are flying all over the world, but when I can get them out there doing it. But I know others that haven't, that still haven't been on a plane. I got ants that just flew for the first time. I got people that are flying for the first time. I'm amazed by it. You must be amazed, amazed. by it. You see people amazed. everywhere. I'm amazed. You see people everywhere. But I, I give them, I give um, them a little bit of rope once they say I've never flown before.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I don't put them in the asshole category. No. It's more just annoying category. But so so if you want to really go asshole category. Uh, my number one biggest thing is, uh, it's probably, well, this is it my number one thing? Uh, I have it like a top four. We'll go with hygiene first. <sighs> like you're going on a plane, you're around a bunch of other people. Like, you know, this is very Larry David. I mean, it's like. Don't wear shorts. Like I don't want to see your bare feet. Like, I, like, like, take a shower before you go. Like, if you if you're hungover, like that's not my problem. Like, 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 clean yourself up before you get on an airplane. Because like I don't want to smell it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to touch it. Like I want, I want nothing to do with the, the person who's just like like get your shit together before you get on an airplane. That's number one. Uh, two is food etiquette. So there's a lot of people don't think about this, but like you can bring food on a plane um, you know you could also get it you know when you buy it at the airport even but like some food just stinks and some food is just a mess and like if you have kids like who are you you're bringing the food with like and it's wet and it goes all over the place like food etiquette's a huge deal and if it smells bad or it's like has the chance of like going all over the place like if there's a kid sitting in front of you and his parents brought like food for the kid and that kid spills it. It's rolling into your bag underneath the seat in front of you. It's just happening. Like stuff is going to spill from a child in front of you. So like really be aware of that. It's the worst. Like nothing's worse than like picking up your backpack off the floor and it's wet because some kid was in front of you who dropped his food or his whatever.
0: What's his the thing? craziest thing Awful. you found in your bag, like in your hotel? And you're like, what in the hell is this? What is the, you know, has anything jumped out at you outside of creatures or animals that it might be? You know, that's a whole other. That's
1: no, a no I actually, that, none, nothing's ever like fallen into my stuff. It's more just like, like getting off the plane and realizing your stuff's just wet. And it's just like, why is this wet? And it's like, oh God, the person in front of me, just, <laughs> that's the worst. Um, another thing is uh, people who fly when they're sick and not really, well, A, you shouldn't do it because you're putting a lot of other people at risk just right off the bat. But like if you're sick and you're getting on a plane, like wear a mask, like get some gloves, like get some uh, hand sanitizer going, like do the wipes. Like I don't want to like I fly so much and getting sick is the number one thing that that uh, ruins my my job, basically, because I'm, on, you know, I'm only in a place for three or four days and I got to work. Um, if I get sick because of some asshole on the plane who was sick like that, that really uh, that's really truck That's just it's just really tricky. Um, Armrests, another really important thing. The uh, the middle gets both armrests. Just that's just how it works. You get stuck in the middle, you get you get both armrests. The person on the left, you get the left side. The person on the right, you get the right side. But middle gets them both. It just you got to know that. And if you don't, like if I ever get stuck in a middle seat, which is rare because I'm really good at planning my travel, and if some asshole is just like <laughs> encroaching on my space. Uh, yeah, it's not great. Like it just sucks, and that that's another thing that people just they don't think about. Um, a lot of people think that the planes like their home, so like when they take their shoes off and put their feet up, and and then they're it's just like this isn't your home. Like you got to share it with all these other people. Like be courteous. Um, also, you talked about I you talked about in your article seat changing, like or asking for seat changes, and a lot of times people don't realize, especially non frequent flyers, that people paid for those seats. Like they paid extra to sit where they want to sit. Like, I'm sorry, you have to, you can't be like four feet away from your significant other for three hours. Like I'm not moving. I paid extra to sit here. Like don't, like that's another thing is like, like it's an inadvertent asshole, but you're still. Well, and people just don't, it comes down to
0: planning too. And then I think it's, you know, obviously there's the, you fly discount air to save a few bucks. Sure. And in Europe, a lot of them are, discount error. It's hard to get on one of the majors over there for the, for the quick flights. So I just, I just deal with it, but it's the, we're going to save $52 and then we're going to show up and it's going to be great because everyone behind the counter is going to just focus all their attention on me and my family and my seven kids and my bags. And they're going to move us all together because we tried to save a little bit of money and it holds the plane up and it's, it's just like, sometimes you just, you, you, you got to spend the 50 bucks. Sometimes you just got to do yeah, it and people think the that device. they're saving, but they're really it. not. Cause in the end they're not, it's, they're going to get charged. Yeah. Extra I, have stuff, a, I don't know.
1: No, it's so true. I have a standing policy, anything from zero to a hundred dollars. If it increases my time or my comfort, I do it no matter what. I agree. Zero to $100, increasing my time or my comfort, I will spend it. And sometimes I'll go more depending on how long that flight is. But like zero to $100, like that's not going to change your life, but it will make your time so much more comfortable. And That's just, uh, you got to do it. You got to do it. Oh, you know, one other I just thought of. Do you know when you're boarding a plane and you get on early, you get your bag in the overhead and there's just like some guy and you walk and you see him come on. He's got a bag that you just know. It's like, how the hell did they even let him on the plane? It's so big. And he gets to your overhead space and he just like smashes his bag in there like as hard as possible. Like God only knows whose stuff he's breaking or what he's doing. It just like has no regard for anybody else's property. Just like smashes it in there. That guy's an
0: ass. Yeah. And how did he even get to that point anyways? Like, I mean, everyone, I don't know what kind of like border or, you know, uh, uh, you are, I, I, I'm fine with, with being I like actually being on before everybody, if I can help it. Like I try to get on.
1: I always liked, I like, but I'm also
0: completely happy to be the last one off and just take a, finish reading a book, finish chilling because everyone stands up and that's a whole other thing. You know, I I'm not in a rush unless I'm in a rush to make a connection. It's really just like, it's part of the process because everyone else is panicking. And I find that when people are like, gotta get, they stand up and they gotta get their shit and then they gotta get off and When somebody like myself is sitting there calm, watching the end of the movie or reading a book, it drives them crazy. They can't figure out how we can be so calm and we don't want to get off the plane. I'm like, we're all going to baggage at the same time. The carousel will move at the same time. You might be in front of the carousel before the rest of us, but we're all getting the bags at the same time. So I just take my time. And I don't understand the, the to your point about the cramming it in and, and uh, bringing all this shit on and how they even got past that person or how they even got past the the gate with, you know, with that or they 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 get frustrated. They're not planning properly. It's just, it's all part of it. You got to plan. You got to plan. So- and people think that they can pull this off very last minute and it just doesn't work.
1: Brett, have you been like, have you found there to be any particular place in the world that is worse than other places? <sighs>
0: Uh well, okay. You know what? I'm Canadian. I love this country, but you know, we spend a lot of time because of our proximities on the east and the west to Florida, you know, and then on this side to you know on the west side to Mexico and LA and things like that, that we have a substantial amount of discount air options, Toronto uh, Vancouver and things like that, that get you to these places that are relatively affordable. So if you are taking a family trip or something down to Mexico or one of these places, you know, you get the sun wings and you get these places that are advertising like crazy, but I'm telling you people just in their attempt to save a pile of money cause more grief. I find in Canada. I really do. And I think it. it I, I find that like, Canadian flyers are, you know, because it's Air Canada and it's WestJet and then you get Swoop and then you get, you know, Flair and you get some of these discounted airs that that go from here. But but I I just find that um, because it is so expensive to fly in our country from coast to coast, that going down south, people look for Sunwing and they look for these discount air options that are really fast. You can cram as many people and they don't have options. They don't have food. People are complaining about not getting a snack or whatever it is. And that, I just find it happens a lot here. And I don't... But
1: Brent, do you think it's like, do you think it's like where everywhere you are, you're like, oh, California drivers are the worst. Oh, Canadian drivers are the worst. Oh, do you think it's like that? Or do you think it's actually Canadians are terrible?
0: Well, (laughs) it's just, I think it's options. If I'm being honest, because Air Canada Uh, doesn't, it's not like there's 20 airlines up here and everyone has to you know, be on their game. Not that everyone's on their game in America, but I'm saying, or, or anything like that, but you know, you do have United American, you've got Alaska, you've got, we've got all the, some options that are kind of up here, but people, you know, it's Air Canada or WestJet and the race between the two for service and customer service. Um, it can, sometimes it could be great and sometimes not like anything, but I just, I have this thing of, there's just something about, about, uh, about a lot of Canadians, Canadians love to talk about their deals that they got. Oh, we got it. You know, like we got a great deal and i and so does like middle America. I'm saying it that Kansas and like, I'm not, I'm not saying all, I'm just, there's like, Oh, I got me and the family. We all went down to like, uh, you know, Cancun for, uh, you know, $409. But you know, it's like, well, we had to um, you know, take seven connections and we had to, uh, you know, do this or that, or we, you know, we, we all had to cram into one room on one bed, but we saved all this money. And I find that that just transpires over to travel and everything. And all the asshole things come into motion at that, you know, at that sort of phase, they all, you know, the non sharing of the, of the middle seat, uh, the you know, armrests and all that kind of stuff that happens. It's, uh, it's heightened for me, you know, it's just heightened for me. And I around the rest of the world, a lot of the airports are smoother. A lot of the – I mean, YVR is amazing up here. The Vancouver airport here is really good. The Toronto airport is good. Um, but it's just – I just find that we have a substantial amount of uh, discount air getting out of the country options. And uh, it creates a bit of anarchy for me. You know, I find – anyways. <laughs> I, I, I find, it. Yeah. That's hilarious. That's just the way <laughs> – uh, you know, because – No one's flying from San Diego to Whistler, BC, you know, and going, oh, we got this, you know, uh, there's there's just a different mentality. People are vacationing to Whistler and they're going to spend money, right? If you're coming to Canada, you're going to spend money to vacation. If you're going to Mexico or if you're going to you know florida or disney or down to you know or 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 the dominican or or jamaica or whatever as expensive as those places can be there's still that like uh on vacation get as much for our dollar as you can mentality whereas people coming this way you know you're pretty much if you're going to come to canada you're going to spend money if you're going to go to switzerland you're going to spend money if you're going to go to london you're going to spend money so it just drives me a little a little wacky. Drives me a little wacky. <laughs> Yourself? What have you found? What did you find? Right, but I,
1: um well so sort of like what you just said earlier, I have I've as I've gotten older, I have an infinite amount of patience. Um but I have found is just from a flying experience alone, um uh the worst experiences I've had were in China. Um just from Like, especially when the plane lands and people just like the plane's not even taxied yet. And people are just running up the aisles, like trying to get to the front of the plane and pushing people out of the way. And I'm just like, I feel like never seen anything like it. Now, granted, you have 500 million people who are literally first time flyers because they just like the whole, you know, it's 500 million people who never had money before and now do and are flying for the first time. So there's a bit of a learning curve. But I have just had I have had some horrendous experiences throughout China. We've
0: flown to my wife's Chinese and we've flown there a few times and it depends like when you go into Shanghai, we go into Nenning, we go into some of the bigger, you know, airports and then you got to drive from there or whatever to where we got to go. And, you know, a lot of it is. uh, Yeah, I mean, it's not really it's not jammed down anyone's throat there as far as travel, whereas on the West here, it's like leave Leave your country, leave your country (laughs) and go be warm, especially in Canada. go, you know, go, go be warm there. It's like you can't leave your country. You know what I mean? So there's it's you're right. So, man, there's people everywhere, isn't there? So
1: there are people everywhere. I would say the best experiences I've had were in um, were in Japan and uh, probably it. It's probably Japan. You've seen the movie up in the air, right?
0: And of, yeah, course, of course, uh, you know, George Clooney breaks it down real good. That's a uh, check-in and all the rest of it. That's oh, great. Yeah,
1: yeah, right. I like get behind the the Japanese yeah. businessmen. They're just a I, I think I even say, put a YouTube a clip of it on that article where it was like, you know, and she
0: thinks he's being racist. He's like, no, no, it's, you know, I'm just telling the truth. This is the way it is. They're just, the, so it's funny.
1: So. Well, I always quote, so I always when, when something like that happens, I always quote Seinfeld. It's like, I'm not being racist if I like the right. race. Like I'm, com- like I'm commending them on their efficiency. <laughs> awesome buddy. Well, thanks. So, thanks for the so time today,
0: go. man. We're talking travel assholes on the Brenton on tour travel cast. You've got a podcast of your own. Tell us all about it, sir.
1: Uh, so the Paul cast is a food and travel podcast. Um, And the conceit is I, so because I'm traveling all over the world, um seeing, unbelievable things eating unbelievable food. Uh, I'm going to be interviewing you know the people in those places um, on location. So my audio quality will never be as good as Brent's uh, but it will be uh, in the field um, meeting some of the most interesting people in this in this travel writing, world that uh that i'm
0: in so make sure you check it uh, out mr paul Feinstein. Com, correct
1: yeah and the and the podcast is called the paul cast p-a-u-l-c-a-s which also <laughs>
0: can be found at our good buddy dean Blundell.com, uh who's hosting us over yes. there and uh doing great things for people like you and me that are traveling around and have something to say so i appreciate the time sir make sure you guys check out paul's uh, podcast the paul cast uh send him a note He'll tell you about more assholes, I'm sure, and uh, I'm sure uh, you're up for uh, any travel advice. You got a lot of articles on your website as well for people that uh, yeah can learn. To anything. I'm so appreciate the time, sir. Thank you for joining me this week.
1: Thanks, Brett. Take care.
0: So Paul touched on a couple of things there. Paul touches on hygiene.
2: Yep, it's a big it's a big thing on planes.
0: I'm assuming you bathe before you fly. Yeah. I'm assuming that, uh, you know, and I'm not, we're not asking people to put on loads of the um, uh, uh, Sears or Bay perfume. Don't
2: do that. Don't do that. That's also an asshole move.
0: Right. But, you know, clean it up a bit.
2: No, I had, I actually, like, I'm almost going to vomit because I sat next to a guy who I don't think had showered in a month and nor cleaned his clothes in a year. And I had to like, I actually went to the stewardess and was like, is there any way I can move? They're like, there's one seat in the middle of someone else. And I was just like, that's that's a dick move. So I just covered my face in my scarf and like tried not to vomit.
0: <laughs> you were a um, gracious? I when feel he, like
2: I get like 10 gold stars for that.
0: When he looked over at you and you were covered up like a mummy, were you like, well, it's mostly because you smell. Did you do that?
2: I didn't have, like, the heart to say oh, anything, but I think you figured it out. That's by, like, why
0: I've got you as my co-host, because you're all <laughs> class.
2: <laughs> that's right. You're or all. he could have murdered me.
0: That's right. <laughs> why did you cover yourself up? Well, you know.
2: But then the um, a meme going on um, social media right now is someone on the plane in the bulkhead with their socks off flicking the Netflix channels.
0: Got that. Saw that. That's not okay. That's not Okay. That's not but right. We see, I see it. Uh, what about, are you a, a shoe-off person on a plane?
2: I take my shoes off, but I put them back on.
0: Okay. Fair enough.
2: When I go to the washroom. Yeah, of Some course. people don't.
0: Of course. Gross. Uh, remember, people, I think people forget where they walk.
2: Socks. You also have to have socks on. Do There's pe- no barefooting. People
0: forget where they walk. Don't forget where you walk, people. You, you walk just, through, like, all of these places. You disgusting. walk through...
2: You're literally walking in someone's peak. Oh,
0: yeah, it's great. Moving on. Speaking of travel assholes, <laughs> anyway. So, and um, so when you didn't take the middle seat, Paul was touching on the middle seat etiquette. Elbow room. Elbow room.
2: Very important. If you have the middle seat, you get the the rests. Do Both you know of that them. people?
0: Do people listening know this? So we're they here should. to educate you. They we're should. here to educate you.
2: If you didn't know that, you know that the middle seat is the shittiest seat. And you need all the help you can get.
0: There's some people out there. They don't know. They don't know. I've and been I've... beside somebody who's complained about, about the middle rest.
2: Oh, I bump them. Yeah. I move it. A
0: little, little elbow jab.
2: Yeah, man, that's my rest. And I'm usually in the middle. Don't ask me why. It sucks. Because I don't plan ahead and I don't choose my seat. I don't check in early enough.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Here we are back to Mercedes, not planning life.
2: Last minute travel.
0: Last minute travel with that goddamn bag. (laughs) So my friends, hopefully you've learned something this episode about not being a travel asshole. Any advice, Mercedes, for our listeners about how to travel better in 2020 and beyond?
2: Prepare and patience. Don't be that dickhead at the carousel. I don't know if I can say that.
0: You can say it's a swearing. Oh. It's a and I can I can put some kind of thing <laughs> over. I, why would I though? I don't mean,
2: be that travel asshole. Lessons learned.
0: Right just here. be your own asshole. <laughs> like you're you're allowed to be a travel asshole enough to recognize like make people recognize when they're being an asshole. Like just clean it up, people. Clean it up, and we'll go from there. You'll make everyone's life better mercedes where can people find you online
2: mercedesnickel.com n-i-c-o-l-l
0: o-l-l she's great she's lovely she's my co-host thanks for joining us this week on episode two of the travel cast about travel assholes thanks to my buddy paul from the paul cast to come on and give us his uh, his take on travel assholes from around the world because they do exist remember to like Share, get it out there friends. You're gonna win something really rad. Mercedes and I are putting something together for you. We're gonna tell you by episode five what you're gonna win and it's gonna be real special and awesome. It might even include a day with Mercedes like um, where you might you might be thinking you're gonna hang out for the day and learn how to snowboard.
2: It could be something else.
0: But she could just be sitting you in a chair and showing you how not to be a travel asshole.
2: Oh, zing. Right? You never know.
0: You could teach some people some stuff.
2: I feel like we just did.
0: What about like a tour of Whistler?
2: Ah, the tour to Whistler.
0: Right, you can show them around.
2: I think I know where to go there. Some places? Some things to do. Okay. Mm.
0: Join us next week, my friends. We've got a great guest but we're—you have to wait till next week to find out who that is. His name is Ray. I'm going to tell you that his name is Ray. He runs places. Loves it. Like deserts.
2: <laughs> I think you've given too much away.
0: That's it. That's all they get. And he also has travel asshole advice. But we're going to let you tune in next week. Until then, my friends, travel well, be safe, and stop being a travel asshole.
2: It's true. Stop being that asshole.
0: See you next week.
1: The podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers.
2: Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana.
1: I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit podcasts. I'm Matt Kandel from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod Six One Seven, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts.